This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and Tara, and we are here for book chat number seven. All right. It seems like it's been a really long time, Rebecca. Doesn't it? It does. It does. So long. Yeah. So how have you been? I've been pretty good. I went on a really nice vacation for three days uh, to Cincinnati for my birthday. And if anybody follows or had seen a post I did on a book called Concrete, a children's nonfiction uh, picture book style a uh, book about concrete. It mentioned this hotel. I mean, actually it mentioned this building in Cincinnati, which is now a hotel. And I stayed there on the 14th floor and believe it or not, I had a really nice time in Cincinnati. I had no idea. I'd never been there. It is a beautiful, yeah, has a beautiful riverfront and a walkable city. I love downtowns that are walkable. So I went everywhere. I did everything and just had a great time. So yeah. I know. I couldn't believe the pictures, how pretty Cincinnati was. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say, I think you were there. Maybe it was your second day or close to the end of your first when all of a sudden it popped into my head. I'm like, could you please, I sent you a text going, sorry to sound weird, but could you please keep your eye open for any WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati yeah. site tours or anything because I'm like, I flipping love that show. And so thank you very much because you sent me pictures and it was awesome. And I, can I just tell you too, when I got the the t-shirt, it was hilarious because, yeah. so I looked up online about, you know, can I find, you know, you know, uh, souvenirs or whatever for Cincinnati yeah. where, where I was in my hotel because I didn't really want to drive. I wanted to be able to walk. And right literally around the corner from my hotel was this shop. And it's, it was, I, I think it was called, I love Cincinnati or something, but anyway, I'll have to tell you offline how long, how hard it was for me to find that store. Oh, no. It was hilarious. And I had a half an hour. So I even called and said, I can't find your store. Where is it? <laughs> and the guy even said, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's here. And, and when I got there, he said, oh, don't worry. He said, I wasn't going to close. I was going to wait for you. And I was like, oh, Cincinnati. That was really, that was, I know it was really cool. It was really fun. So yeah. So anyway, so what have you been doing since we chatted last? I, not much, just like I did a lot of reading in April. I have to say, cause I had a bit of a week off yeah. and just, I, did a lot of reading. I was super excited yesterday because April was very kind of cold and rainy. Yesterday it was sunny and warm and I actually sat out on my deck with my book. Yay. So I was, yeah, and had like a little nap, of course, because that's what happens. And then I read <laughs> a little bit and that, that's been about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I, I finished a book on the on the porch yesterday and I had a sweater on cause it was kind of getting a little chilly and it started to rain, but mm -hmm. I stayed out there the whole time till I finished my book. So there's nothing yeah, better. Nice. Yeah. Than being able to sit outside and read. It's just such That's a great my favorite. Day. Yeah. It's so my favorite. speaking of reading, uh, yes. what are you reading right now? Right. Well, actually I am in between books cause I just finished a Ooh. book this morning and I haven't started my next book, but I will let you know what it is. It's called the guide by Peter Heller. American writer. Do you know him? No, The Guide? Oh, yes, huh. The Guide. So it's a kind of a sequel to his previous book, which was called The River. 
which I loved. I, these are the, this is only his second, the, his second book that I have read. He has mm-hmm. many more, several more, but it was, um, is it a sequel a, to the Yeah, movie? it's a sequel. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I don't want to say what this one is about because I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. if anyone should read the first one. But The River is about two friends, two me- young men who are best friends who go uh, basically on an outback canoe trip. Mm-hmm. And not good stuff happens. Ooh. And it's about th- their survival in the in this outback trip on the river and it is i yeah it doesn't you're just like oh it is so good like i was blown away by how good that book was and it was so much more than what i thought it was going to be um the cover of this one the guide the little blurb from one of uh, another author calls peter heller the poet laureate of the literary thriller Ooh. Like, yes. Yeah. What so a it's they're thrillers, blur. right? But they're they're it's beautiful writing. It's a beautiful story, beautiful character development. Uh, stories where the landscape is a character, essentially, which Ooh, I love. That's my yeah. favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm getting ready to read later today. Now, when you read The River, did you read that recently so you were able to write Jump into the Guide, or did you read no. them far apart? Yeah, it's been a couple of years mm-hmm. uh, since I read The River, and I think this one, The Guide, was, yeah, The Guide was only published in 21. So, okay. oh, I guess like two years ago now, but yeah. Well, that's good, because so if I read them, then I'll get to read one right after the other, yes. so that's good. I was okay. going to say, boom, boom, Ooh. take it like that. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, wow. how about you? I am reading The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. Nice. Have you, do you have I, you read it? No, oh. I'm really I have it. Oh, oh my! My gosh. cousin gave it to me, so I'm yeah. like excited to read it, but I just haven't yet. Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I'm only about fifty pages in, but it's it's and each chapter is a person, and so and each chapter is only like say five to seven pages I think mm. so it's so far anyway and basically that's the story about one day everybody in the world receives a box with a string in it and the string determines the length of your life yeah and so people just right off the bat people uh and and I, and I love it too because you're going to follow the same characters throughout the whole book but the each chapter is titled by that person who is it's their part of their story Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, it grabs you from the first sentence. And then, of course, it makes you think, would you open the box? Would you want to know in advance? And I'm not going to say anything yet because I'll talk about it after I've finished reading it. But right away, I said something to my mom and my mom said, oh, I'd want to know. And I go, mom, you and I are older. We've already made it past a certain (laughs) point where people wouldn't, you know what I mean? Where you kind of go, hey, it's a bonus after, you know what I mean? It's not like you learn (laughs) it. 22 that you're going to go at 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. she kind of laughed and she went, oh yeah, that's a good point. I said, right. <laughs> so whether or not you would want to know as a young person, yeah, how long your string is, you know, anyway, yeah. I thought that was funny. So yeah, well, so really I'm, it's really exciting. And yeah. to open up your child's box. No, 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 right? that's just it. Nope. Because only people who are 22 or older okay. get a box. Okay. But then what they said, which this is fascinating because I hadn't thought about this part of it right off the bat was think about it every day around the world, somebody turns 22 and gets their box. 
every yeah. single day. And then that means it just keeps everything in motion constantly yes. around the world. So it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm. So I cannot even imagine where it's headed. And somebody, I just, I looked at really quick at a, 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 um, a review on Goodreads, just, I mean, barely looked at it, but somebody just said their opening sentence and their review just said, I didn't expect to be crying. And so I told my mom, I said, you know, I need to start reading some books where people don't die. <laughs> I really feel like, and I still don't want to read a romance, but I'm like, damn, I got to find some yeah. books where they're just freaking happy. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll anyway. find you some. We'll find there you, you go. Some. Yeah. Yes, definitely. If anybody out there could tell me about a book that's, it can have a little romance in it, but just not a romance book. And yeah. something that's just makes you feel happy. Uh, yeah, let me know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so what books what book first do you want to discuss that you've read in the last? Okay. I will bring my least recent read, I think, first. Okay. Um, I am going to say all the books that I'm bringing today are all by American writers. Oh. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I've been reading a lot of American writers, so, which is very odd. Okay. So the first one. So there is a new literary prize in the landscape, in the book world. And it is the Carol Shields Prize for Literature, which is in honor of Carol Shields, who was an American slash Canadian writer. And it's given to um, women and non-binary authors. So I think I saw a few months ago when it was, they released the long list and I was super excited. I love the idea of jumping on to a literary prize right from the beginning. Yeah. And following it through, like, you know, like this is year one. So I am, uh, I followed along. I have the long list and I am going to read the long list, but I'm working on the short list now. And they did announce the winner was just announced a couple of days ago, I believe. It was mm -hmm. either Wednesday or Thursday. So the first book that I have. Let me ask, how mm -hmm. long is the long list? Because you already do the long list yes. for uh, the I Giller. believe I have it here. Let me just count quickly. 15. That's a long list, wow. actually. Yeah. That's a, now, I will say, though, that one, two of the books were on our Giller, was, were nominated on the Giller oh, last good. year as well. So I got some overlap. So that's, you know, yeah. makes it a little easier. So my first one, though, this one made the short list as well. And it is Brown Girls by Daphne Palazzi Andriadis. And it is, um, this is her first book. And it takes place in Queens. And it tells the story of a group of friends of BIPOC girls from their childhood oh. and through to ch uh, adulthood and a little bit beyond, just to make it be a little cryptic. And it's told in such a way that it's almost like a Greek chorus at times. Ooh. Like they talk, there's a lot of like using our and we, and you get multiple stories at the same time, kind of in the same sentence. That sounds confusing, but it really isn't mm -hmm. confusing to read it. It was just a really beautiful book, a very unique writing style in this. I loved this choral element that it had to it. Yeah. And yeah. That was the first one of the long list that I'd read. That also just happened to make the short list. And I was like, if this is any indication 
of the caliber of books in this that are in the nominations, I was like super excited. And I've since read, well, The Sleeping Car Porter, I'd read for The Giller. So that mm-hmm. also made the short list. And then another book I'd read recently was uh, What We Fed to the Manticore oh, yeah. by Talia Lakshmi Kaluri. And I also loved that one. So it's the caliber of writing is amazing for this book, this list. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is really fascinating. And then did you own it or did you get it through your library? Library. Yeah. I was a little concerned because I'm like, it's not like one of those big buzzy American authors, right? So I was like, I, I didn't know how easy it would be to get through the library, but I had no problem actually. All, all three of them actually through the library so far. Okay. So is the Shield Prize then for like American and Canadian authors or just American authors? Yes. American and Canadian. Okay. Got it. We did a dual citizen because a uh, dual citizen, that's not the word. Dual country, I guess. Dual mm-hmm. nationality. Because she herself was American, but moved to Canada and spent the rest of her adult life in Canada. So they okay. wanted it to include writers from both countries. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I'll have to take a look at that list. Yeah. I, I would, I've been following it on Instagram, but I'm not as closely as you have been, but. Uh, yeah. It's a really good list. Okay. What about you? First book. Okay. So I hate to keep saying this, but I had been in a really like almost a two month reading slump, which is yeah. just incredible. And as I was telling somebody too recently that I pretty much during this slump, I was still reading graphic novels and children's picture books and children's novels. So I wasn't not, I was not, not reading at all, but I was just not, I just tried a bunch of different things and couldn't get that much into them. But I finally read The Spoon Stealer by Leslie Crew, which pretty much probably everybody <laughs> has read by now. But uh, it was on the long list for Canada Reads in 22. And it, I definitely wanted to read it. And I did. And it was so funny because as I said, I was sitting on the porch reading the book and I think I read, I don't know. I mean, I was reading there for hours, but I was ugly crying on my porch. Yeah. And I thought, man, yeah. if anybody in my freaking neighborhood, <laughs> I mean, the good news is I have these bushes in front of my house. So like when I'm sitting in the chair, you can't really see me. But I thought, oh my God, I do have a ring camera. So I was like, you could probably see me on camera, <laughs> just like bawling like a baby. It was so funny. But uh, no, it's a really, it's an amazing story and about this woman who grew up on a farm in Nova Scotia and during kind of, she was born in 1894 and then she, it follows her life through World War One and World War Two and into the 60s, um, the end of the 60s. And it was just, I was saying on my Instagram post that I love these stories of just quiet women's Mm -hmm. lives and these historical stories. And it, it, it was just the perfect book, I think, to break me out of my slump because I couldn't put it down. It felt like it was a thousand pages long in a good way. Yeah. But I, you know, I did not know quite frankly, <laughs> I told my mom, I said, no one told me I was going to cry in this book, but I I cried through the whole freaking thing. It was just so beautiful in yeah. so many ways. And it's about her family. And, and I just will say that at the end of the book, 
the author's note. Always these author's notes like this just add so much depth to the story. And it just makes it so worthwhile that you've been on this journey of this person's life. And anyway, so I, if you haven't read it, which I can't imagine anyone out there who hasn't yet, but I highly recommend it. And it, it was just, I don't know. I, and I don't even know if it's won any awards or anything, but it's just, you know, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah. yeah. It was one of my favorite favorites of last year. I loved that book. Yeah. Did you cry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love crying while I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I cry. I am a, I'm a a very emotional person, so I cry a lot, but this one, I mean, I was crying from the beginning. You know, I just was like, you know, her, her relationship with her mother was just so contentious and everything. And, and her relationship with her brothers were just, they were, those relationships were so beautiful, you know? Yeah. And then just everything about the story and how it unfolds. And then there's this moment at the end that, uh, may or may not be a surprise, but it just added another layer to the book that just, it just made everything just magical, yeah. I think. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that was, that was the book I think that finally snapped me out of my reading yep. slump. Yay. Yay. I'm yeah. so excited because when you told me you were starting it, I was like, oh my God, please let her <laughs> like this book. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> I, I felt like you would, but I'm like, but in a slump, you never know, right? Like what's going to... Yeah, because right? because during this the past two months, I have started and stopped so many books yeah. that I, I know are fabulous books, but I just could not get a breakthrough on reading. And so... Yeah, this one absolutely snapped me out of it, which which I'm so thankful for. And I will just say this, and I may have said this before, I can't remember, but if people are going, you know, through a slump, and it's so funny because you and I talked about it, and you basically have not really had a reading slump, which I think is is amazing. I mean, I think it's fabulous. But for people who are going through a slump, I think sometimes we put more and more pressure on ourselves. And I was telling somebody recently, I just gave myself the grace to say, you know, right now you're just, your head's just not in the game and that's okay. And I didn't stress about it. And I would pick up something, read it for a little bit, put it down and just let it go. And I just sort of said, I'm going to lean into the break that I need and it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What's your second book? I'm going to bring a literary slasher horror fiction. I know Rebecca, this book is so good. I just finished (laughs) I just finished it this morning. So it is called Don't Fear the Reaper by Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. So that's the author of The Only Good Indians, which you read. Yep. And this is his sequel. It's the second book of, I think it's called the Indian Lake Trilogy. So there's going to be a trilogy. The first one was My Heart is a Chainsaw. This is the sequel. Yes. And it's like this little... Oh, what? I can't even tell you what state this... Oh, Idaho. Little town of Prefrock in Idaho, uh, where just bad, excuse my language, shit happens a (laughs) lot, (laughs) but like real bad. Uh, Main character is Jade slash Jennifer Daniels, because she went by Jade in the first book. Stuff has happened since then. She changed, switched back to her birth name, of Jennifer. And there is a serial killer on the loose in her hometown. I won't say anything Ooh. else because I don't want to, if, if anyone's ruined the, or I don't want to mess up anything of the first book for anyone. Mm-hmm. Just to say that there is a serial killer 
on the loose, supernatural, human, we don't know. It is scary. That's a big warning. There are just, there's some uh, scenes in here are just scary. It is extremely graphic. Like, mm-hmm. like it is like, I, I, I didn't think of the slasher label for it. It was actually, I was talking to my oldest because they also read this author. Mm-hmm. And I was just, but Keegan hasn't read this book yet. So I was just like, oh my God, Keegan. And they're like, oh yeah, Stephen Graham Jones writes great, writes great slasher fiction. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what this is. And I don't watch actually mm-hmm. a lot of slasher horror movies. I just, I um, I don't like seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly what this is, is like a slasher movie on the page. But his writing is just so beautiful. So the story is very propulsive as it would be because it's about a serial killer. Who's going to be killed next? Who's doing the killing? What is going to happen? Is Jade going to survive? Who's going to survive? So you want to like move through the story quickly to find all this out. At the same time, I find his writing that each word, even each comma sometimes, like a comma that he'll put in, Mm-hmm. seems to be so carefully chosen that the best way the best thing to do is to slow down in the reading or mm. you're going to miss something do you know what i mean it's yeah. like he just he packs so much in and it is it's very literary like it's so beautifully written and then he brings in at one point i'm reading the start one chapter and all of a sudden i realize i am in the mind of the killer like the slasher killer, like you're Jason and you're in his mind. And I'm like, I'm not only getting the backstory, like I'm getting what he's thinking. And it was a little rough. I'll be honest. I had to skip a couple paragraphs. Val McDermott does that with her uh, serial killers. You are in their minds at times and it's just so. Yes. And she's very graphic too. That's right. She's very graphic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yes, like there's a lot of blood and gut. Blah. It's, but oh my gosh, so good. Like I, I, the first two books of his that I read, I really, really enjoyed. And then this one, I just, I loved it. I got to go back to his backlist. I'm going to read everything he writes here on in. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should try it. Maybe we should reach out and see if we can interview him at some point. What do you think? would Would you love that oh my god that'd be cool but then would i just sit here just going "Mm -hmm." i don't know (laughs) i think we should think about that because okay i think we should too i think i had even given you a link to one of his interviews because he was this mellow guy and i did not expect that he's like this really soft-spoken mellow guy yeah and that yeah that was not who i thought he would be in an interview so it was very cool Anyways, for those, anyone interested in this, like a slasher or like a horror, then please pick up one of his books. Start with the, uh, my heart is a chainsaw. But if you don't, like I said, warning, if you don't like gross stuff, then please stay away. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is, that's wild. Okay. Well, I'm, we're going to go completely opposite. Like we're going to do a 180 from what you read. (laughs) But when I started thinking about the spoon stealer and the fact that I love these quiet stories about women's lives, Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back and mention two books that I've read in which I'll talk about one and then I'll, 
wind up with the last one, but uh, two books I'd read that I just really loved, and it's kind of the same principle, which is uh, the, the one I want to mention is Prayers for Sale by Sandra Dallas. And it's a story about an 86-year-old woman, Henny, and she lives in rural Colorado. And I can't, gosh, I, I meant to write down the time period and I didn't, but it was, I think the 1930s. I think that's when it is, yeah. late 1930s. And she meets Knit. NIT, who's a 17-year-old married woman. And it's about the relationship between these two women. And you and Henny tells stories. So Henny goes back and tells Knit the story of her life as a young mother, as a young wife and mother, and how she survived in this very rural area that was a hard scrabble life for people. And I mean to tell you, you just fall in love with Henny in the same way that you do in um, The Spoon Stealer with yeah. Emmeline. And so, and this knit, this 17-year-old is just captivated with, with her in this relationship with Henny. It was just really beautiful. So, oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to recommend that too. Yeah. So again, if you love qu those quiet stories, so you're not going to have, you know, all the crazy stuff going on. It's just... A nice book to sit down. I always think about, I don't drink tea, but I think, oh, to sit on your porch and drink mm -hmm. tea and read a nice, lovely book. If that's what you're looking for, I would highly recommend uh, The Spoon Stealer and Prayers for Sale so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's completely different from the book. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like no serial killer with the hook for a hand. No, no. <laughs> Hey, and you know, and it's funny that you mentioned or that I mentioned Val McDermott in that too, because yeah, she is really graphic. And in yeah. fact, I recommended her, uh, the first book in the Tony Hill, Carol Jordan series to a friend of mine. Cause she said, Oh, I read mysteries. And I was like, Oh, yeah. great. And I told her about this book and she almost had a stroke. She, I think she, she never took a book recommendation from me again after oh, that no. ever, because I think I scared the crap out of her because it, it, it was horribly graphic yeah. the first one especially and it's there's a scene in it that I've never forgotten in my in my life because it was so graphic but again I I love the characters so much that I I can get past some of that sort of graphic torture and and oh yeah I know what scene I know what you're talking about oh yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah just popped in my head yeah even though I am afraid of a lot of scary like really scary stuff I'm brought back to the fact that I read Val McDermott and I go oh yeah yeah, that's yeah. right. I do read her and she's <laughs> she's every bit of of that as everyone else. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. So what's your Okay, next so that's a great. Book. That sound really yeah. good though. I'm going to put that on my list. I really like the sound of that book. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay, my third and final book is a book that you recommended to me and that Ooh. so I you've read it and then it's also been like for the last 6 months or so just keeps popping up into like my stratosphere. So I finally picked it up. And that is The Trees by Percival Everett. <laughs> so good, too. <laughs> so good. Yep. So, uh, oh, how do we describe this one? Okay, I'm going to say it's a dark satire, mm -hmm. right? The inspiration, the muse, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, is the killing of Emmett Till mm -hmm. in, in the 50s, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, so he's a young 14-year-old. African-American boy who was accused of flirting with a white woman and then was beaten up and killed. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, so, yeah. so that's a really like that's a downer point. So you take that, and then we're going to take a, a supernatural story in which Emmett Till gets his revenge, essentially, right? Would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a rollicking, lovely. I'm going because mm-hmm. I flipping enjoyed it so much. It's Me rollicking too. revenge story. Of what happens if all of those people who are responsible for any kind of action or behavior of this kind actually get their comeuppance and they get it good. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the reason I loved it this much is because in real life, they didn't, they there was no justice and there was no accountability for mm-hmm. his murder and... Carolyn, whatever her last name is, I can't think of her last name now. She just died, like literally yeah. within the last few weeks. She she passed away. And when I was reading that book, and I knew about Emmett Till, I knew the story, but I went back while I was reading the book and sort of looking things up as I went. And I love that a lot of his characters, it was clear who they were, which who was who in the book. But I also love that the names were so like Southern ignorant names. You know what I mean? Yes. I hate to say oh, yeah. it that way, yeah. but you know, their names are just so ridiculous. And I yeah. loved too, that they all paid for their crimes. Yeah. Like it was a no holds bar when it came down to like what they got. Yep. Like he did not hold back. He just gave it to, it was, and even the spoofs of the, the, those characters of the mm-hmm. Southern cracker stereotype. It was just, yeah, he just put it out there and it was but at the same time the his character development for like the police officers mm-hmm. and um some of the sit- other citizens that were in the town, I can't remember the character's name, but the older woman and the young waitress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's, like his character development for them was fantastic and he yeah. spoofed everyone else that deserved to be spoofed and yeah. And I would say too, if you don't know, if you don't know the story of Emmett Till, I think it's definitely worth knowing something about it. But if you, you could read this book and not know any of it, and I think it would still absolutely be a brilliant book, but there's that extra layer that it's really based on real people and they're, you know, payback's a bitch, like people say, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I love that book. Oh, so good. The older woman that's in it is actually kept a museum as such like an archive oh, yes. right of she, so she's got to be in her 70s or 80s i think right yeah. and from the she has kept an archive of every lynching that has occurred in the u.s from the time of her birth so it's like this museum in her house it's it's a and it's the the a lot of the names are given like in the book like giving their names back putting them out there is yeah. essentially what it is saying their names yeah oh that's a great book i know i loved it and i have to tell you my friend dennis who just is driving me crazy because he's going and talking to uh authors he's going to author visits he lives in los angeles so he, he just has access to the best of the best he did go to see percival Everett speak wow and sent me a picture where he had his picture taken with him. And then he also just happened to be uh, at a talk with uh, Cory Doctorow, who we interviewed a few years ago for Canada Reads when yes. his book 
um, radicalized was on the list, the short list. And he mentioned me to him and he remembered our podcast, which I thought was just so sweet. I just thought that was, I love Cory Doctor. I just think he's so brilliant. So shout out to my friend Dennis, who just gets to see all these people that. Yeah. Uh, that Lucky we Dennis. Yeah. No kidding. So, but the next book, is, again, quiet story about women's lives is a book called Cleo, C-L-E-O by Jean Brody. And it's J-E-A-N, but it'll be in the notes. And this one was published quite a while ago. I'm, I'm not even sure, maybe the 90s, I think. But it was set in Oklahoma, the 1920s. And, about, and it's about this young woman who reads My Journey to Lhasa by Alexandra David Neal, which is a real book. And it was about her adventures. And she was one of the first female sort of adventurers. I mean, I think she came from a family with money. And so she was able to go off in the world and have this amazing life. And so Cleo is living in Oklahoma in this very small place and having a very small life. And it's just about her life story. And I loved this book. And it was weird too, because it was older when I, it was quite old when I picked it up, but I just, I always look for stories like that, just simple stories. And I fell in love with Cleo. I absolutely loved this book. And I read a couple of other books by Jean Brody and I liked them, but Cleo really just stood out for me. Mm. So Oklahoma 1920s. So, yeah. So that's it for me. And I think, uh, I think we have some great titles and a real wide range. So no matter what yeah. you like to read, I think you will find something. Oh, yeah. I think this was our will... most diverse yeah. uh, chat yet. Yeah, as far I as, think like, you're right. genres goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Happy reading. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.